Wayne, get yourself a blue hymnal. And we're going to sing number 489. 489. Stand with me if you can. 254. Let's sing out.
if you would open this in prayer, please. Yes. Amen. Please do be seated. Well, it's good to have everyone here today. It's good to have all our visitors. We're glad you're here. And uh, just feel welcome. Sing, sing out with us. And glad to have you. Just a couple of announcements. The first one is this. is uh, Today's the last day to sign up, without penalty anyway, for the marriage conference. Uh, we've signed everybody up that we know about. Uh, but if anybody else would like to go, please do let us know or sign up on the list back there. We'll get you signed up for that. And then also we got uh, Revival coming. I see a number of people have signed up for meals. We appreciate that. There still look like a couple of dates there open. And so uh, either sign up or talk to Mindy about that if you would. And then, of course, the marriage conference is uh, February 15th through the 17th. Uh, either go Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday. But uh, please do be in prayer for that. Uh, one last thing, I, I would like to meet just for a short meeting with the deacons tonight, and so if a man could stay uh, tonight after the evening service, I would appreciate it. Yes, sir? Uh, we have a team meeting here Friday night at 6 30. All right, team meeting Friday night at 6, 6.30 at the church. Amen. All right, anybody else? All right, we're going to receive our morning tithes and offerings if a man could come to receive those. And Brother Wade, if you would, ask the Lord's blessing, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, so grateful for the beautiful sunshine this morning, Lord. We just thank you for the opportunity to come to your house, Lord, and just hear your word. And we just ask that you bless these offerings we're about to receive, Lord. Lord just uh, give Pastor the words he needs to preach your yes. word. Lord, just uh, continue to pray for this country, Lord, and our freedoms. And just uh, pray for Israel, Lord. Just continue to be with them. We're just so grateful for everything you do in our lives. Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Turn to number 44, if you would. Number 44.
you very much. Please be seated. Very good. Good. Not a great song. You know, you think about the amazing love of Christ. I ask you a trivia question here. How how long is uh, Jesus a human being? How long is God the Son a human being? Huh? 30 years approximately. Please take this the right way. I'd love to say I thought of this, but somebody thought of this for me this morning. It was a great thought, though. Um, Jesus Christ is a human being forever. And God became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of God. Amen. Isn't that amazing love? He came down. He put on flesh. He lived a perfect life knowing that he was leading to a sacrificial death. God poured all our iniquities on him who knew no iniquity. Amen. With his sacrifice, he was satisfied. And then he turned around and offered everlasting life to anybody who would have it. That's amazing love. Amen. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 7 this morning. John chapter 7. I want to talk about seeking Jesus this morning. Seeking Jesus. The Bible tells us that he came to seek those who would want to have a relationship with him. If you will, he emptied himself of all of his deity, the Bible talks about. He became 100% man who was also 100% God. He dwelt among us. We beheld him. Book of First John, the Bible says they heard him and they handled him and and uh, they observed it, him, if you will, and he is the Word of Life, Amen. And that's all he was offering. He was offering the gift of everlasting life. And the sad truth is, is that many, if not most, of the people that he came in contact with, certainly the ones that we're going to look at today eventually wanted to do him wrong, wanted to do him harm. And I just can't imagine a God who loves us us enough to seek us out, amen, to seek us out, how we could not return the favor and seek him out also. In John chapter 7 and verse 25 is where I'd like to go. We're going to look at the whole chapter, but John chapter 7 and verse 25, the Bible says this, it says, Then said some of them, of uh, Jerusalem, is not this he whom they seek to kill? <laughs> See, all, all he's done recently is had a lame man walk, fed 5,000 people with a little boy's lunch, walked on the Sea of Galilee in the midst of a storm. Amen. By the way, I, I was meditating on that this last week. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> he couldn't tell them. Why? Because every time he told them the truth, it enraged them. For you to be able to do that, you must be God. Right. <laughs> it enraged them and inflamed them. And the Bible says they desired, instead of seeking him for salvation, they sought him for murder. They sought to kill him. Verse 26, the Bible says, But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is very Christ? <laughs> By the way, I, 
I think that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, I think they knew it. <laughs> at, least, at least they suspected. Amen. Howbeit, we know this man whence he is. We, we, know, we know this guy's backstory. We know everything about him. He says, do the, uh, uh, he says, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. I'm going to explain this here in a second. But they're saying he's virgin born. Nobody knows his genealogy. Well, folks, they called, if you will, him an illegitimate child. Because they knew Joseph wasn't his father. Come on. We don't know where you came from. Well, you could have figured it out. Amen. You could have figured it out. The Bible says in verse 26, but lo, he speaketh boldly, meaning he's, he's just in there bold. He's, he's not afraid of them. Praise the Lord. Verse 28, then cries Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, you both know me and you know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. And by the way, I think he said it kind of like that. This is an accusation, not just a statement. The Bible says, but I know him. He's talking about his father now. For I am from him, and he has sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? Father, we love you. We thank you for the privilege to sing your praises. Father, wonderful songs of faith that we got to sing today. Help us to appreciate that song, And Can It Be That I Should Gain. Father, we thank you for your love. and We thank you for coming. We thank you for suffering. And Father, we thank you for raising again. We thank you for the hope of everlasting life. And we thank you for the promises such as you're coming again. And Father, we just pray that if there's any here today that don't know you as their Savior, that today would be a day, instead of rebelling against these wonderful truths, that they would seek you as you have first sought them. Father, be with those who are apart from us. Father, help us to witness to a lost and dying world as we leave today. And Father, just let your will be done in the services now. We ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, Jesus has done so much to reveal the true nature of his person as the Son of God here recently. Like I said, he had made a lame man walk, a man who had been lame for, I believe, 38 years. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and by the way, we're going to see they're still talking about it. If you don't know the context of this, this uh, verse, uh, verse 1 and 2 tells us that uh, this is the Feast of Tabernacles. If you remember, he healed that lame man at uh, what was probably Passover. And uh, so it's been essentially seven months because the religious calendar for Israel, uh, you remember they said this will be the first month unto you, basically April. And then it went to September, October, seven months, wherever that seven months is. And, um, and that was their religious calendar. And they had seven different feasts in that time. They, it started out with, uh, you know, the uh, unleavened bread and, and, and Passover and all that, uh, the, the 50 days or uh, what we call Pentecost, and, and then the three ones that, or four that they've had, uh, uh, Trumpet and Day of Atonement, and now they're at Tabernacles. And they're getting ready to have been, Tabernacles would start and they'd have a, a special day for seven days, and then the eighth day they would really celebrate. 
Why? Well, folks, the tabernacles is really a picture of Jesus Christ and, and the kingdom and him sitting on the throne and, and all the promises that they're going to enjoy in the millennium are going to be fulfilled. Amen. As a matter of fact, they would stop, and we'll talk about this here in a second, they would stop and they would just celebrate, they would rejoice because of the wonderful promises given unto them. I already told you this, that this was the same time that Hamas decided to attack Israel this last year. They were a day late. Uh, they wanted to go earlier, but they were a day late when everybody was out. And if you notice, they attacked a park. Why? People were out celebrating, kind of like when we go to 4th of July. Uh, they were doing a similar thing. They were rejoicing and celebrating. Why? Because God is going to fulfill his promises of tabernacle to dwell with men one day. Amen. Uh, that's the time that's going on here. That's the portion of scripture that we're in. It's been seven months since he healed that man, and it'll be another five months until he comes to become the Passover lamb. Uh, the book of John uh, doesn't give much details about the early part of his life, just enough to say he is God. And by the way, if he can pull bread out of a basket and feed 5,000 people, he's God. If he can walk on water, he's God, and we could give so much else. Amen. If you will, the book of John does all that he can to describe that Jesus Christ is God. And then very soon, when we get into the teens, the early teens in this, in this book here, it's just going to be the last week of his life. He very much focuses on that and the sacrifice that he's going to make. And all of this was because God wanted to take and to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. See, Jesus has to seek us first. But then we need to seek Jesus back. There's nothing worse in the world than unrequited love. When you love somebody, but they don't love you back. And I got to tell you, it's, it's got to be heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for us as human beings. But can you imagine being the God of all creation? He created every life in here. He has created every life ever. And all he really wants from a human being is to love us, love him back. We love him because he first loved us, if you will. And he seeks a relationship. He seeks a loving relationship. And now he just wants us to respond. The sad truth is, though, is that by and large, most of mankind hasn't responded that way. As a matter of fact, look how they responded. Look at verse 1. The Bible says in John chapter 7, it says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now, Jewry, uh, what that means is Judea, okay, uh, the regions. You remember Judea was around Jerusalem, the southern part, and then you had Samaria, and then you had Galilee around the Sea of Galilee, okay? And so, if you notice, he would come to the feasts and the festivals, but then he would immediately leave. Why? He couldn't stay in Judea. He couldn't stay in Bethlehem. He couldn't stay in Jerusalem. And the reason was is because the leaders, the high priests, hated him. They, they wanted him gone. They wanted his influence. They wanted his message. They liked the world the way that it was. And they said, we're going to take and we're going to kill him. Matter of fact, uh, go to John chapter 10. Keep your, keep your place here. But John chapter 10, look at verse 39. Because it doesn't just happen here. It's a repeating theme. It's a repeating theme. John chapter 10 and verse 39 and the Bible says this, it says, Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand and went away beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. Folks, he had to run into the middle of the desert to hide, okay? That's what that's talking about. Why? By the way, uh, Jesus isn't afraid of anybody. 
Uh, I, I'm always, uh, when they rose up to kill him and to throw him off a cliff, he just kind of passed through the crowd, amen. The Bible said in our text the reason why that is is because his time wasn't come yet. Can I tell you something? The world might like to take and talk about Jesus being a victim. Jesus was in control the whole time. And you know how I know he's in control? Because he's God. He's in control the whole time. And so now he did let natural you know, affairs take place, but uh, when they sought to kill him, he would take and remove himself or he would, he would leave. As a matter of fact, look in chapter 11. Look at verse 54. Chapter 11, verse 54 says, uh, Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near to the wilderness into a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. You see, he would come and he would offer and he would teach and, 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 and he would confront and he would, if you will, seek them out and offer them his love. And yet they responded with, we got to kill this guy. Luke chapter 13, please. Luke chapter 13. Look at verse 31. Luke 13 and verse 31, the Bible says this. It says, The same day there came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. By the way, they were really concerned for his safety. <laughs> That's nonsense. Amen. And he said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. By the way, just stop there. Does that ring familiar, what he just told them? Remember when John the Baptist doubted? Are, are you the one that we look for or should we look for another? Remember that? Then he says, stick around and, and tell him everything you see today where he healed and, and did all these things. Amen? And, and then they went back and John's like, okay, he's the one. He's the one. Amen? Folks, my whole point is this. He didn't give one set of facts to people who would listen and one set of facts to people who hated him. He gave the same wonderful message to everybody. In God gracious, the Bible says here very clearly, uh, if you will, verse 32, the Bible says this, uh, uh, that fox, verse 33, Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. He says, listen, I'm leaving, but I got to go back. Why? Because I can't die out here. I have to die there. By the way, he understood that when he went to Jerusalem, when he went to, if you will, Jewry, amen, that they were ultimately going to take his life, but he was the one that was going to set the time and the day. Amen. And uh, uh, any, anyhow, I've, I've preached on that in the past. You know, think about this. The problem with the, the leaders is they were afraid that Jesus was going to overturn the order of things that benefited them. Any of y'all like your life the way it is? Uh, any of y'all get set in your ways? <laughs> what, what happens when people disturb your ways? I mean, you get, okay, if you like things a certain way. And can I just tell you that sinners sometimes get it set in their mind that they don't want the world to change. They like things just the way they are. Go, go to the book of John again. Look at chapter 11, please. John chapter 11. This is a familiar verse, but I, I'll remind you of it. Why did they pursue him so hard? Why were they trying to kill him every time they showed up in their neighborhood? Well, the Bible teaches us, this is after, of course, the, the, the resurrection of, um, of Lazarus, if you will. 
And uh, the Bible says in, in verse 48, says, If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. That kind of sounds like the devil saying that, doesn't it? He says, further he says, And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And notice the first person to speak up, and one of them named Caiaphas being the high priest that same year. By the way, Caiaphas was not qualified to be the high priest, and he was the son-of-law of, uh, oh, his name just left me. Help me, who's the high priest? Starts with an E, somebody help me. All right, no help's coming. His father-in-law was actually the... Uh, was actually the high priest behind the scenes, the one that had actually been removed from office, but he had puppet rulers, and he's the one that bought and sold and made all the profit in the temple area. Hey, man. I'll think of his name here in a second. <laughs> you guys, you know what they said? We kind of like it the way it is, you know, because when it's like this, I get to live in a big house, and I get to have power, and I get to have a lot of money, and I get to have influence, and I get invited to the parties at the Roman, y'all with me? And they said, we don't need this man messing up our lives. Please listen to me, friend. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you might have a similar attitude. Hey, I kind of like hanging out with my friends. I kind of like doing the things that I'm doing. I kind of like it the way that it is. And so I really don't need Jesus messing that up right now. I promise you this, folks, that we could probably meet people in this room that would have the testimony, that's the way I used to be. Amen? And I'll just tell you this, when you do that, you have to kill his influence. You have to kill, if you will, that constant reminder that something's not right between you and God. Amen? And you can imagine Caiaphas got up every day knowing things weren't right between him and God. Amen? And so, if you will. You know, it's interesting to me, uh, we're kind of, uh, I'm going to kind of get old man on you here for a second here. But growing up, our biggest enemy was communism. Anybody the same age as me? Got a couple? All right. And uh, there was a guy named George Orwell. He, he wrote a couple of books. He wrote, he wrote two. He wrote one called Animal Farm, and he wrote one called 1984. And if, if you were to ever read them, by the way, they're disturbing books, so be careful. But uh, the whole point is this, is they don't mind living on a pig farm, animal farm, as long as they get to be in charge of the farm. And folks, have you noticed that people don't care about the world just going to pot just so long as they still get to go to their parties and be in charge and have money and power? That's the world we live in, folks. 1984, they, they, they had similar things. They, they didn't care about having to give up all their freedom and all their control as long as they could have their television and their job and be part of the ones that, that make the opinion. And, and my whole point is this, is folks, it is just so real that people are like that. I don't want to change. And so I've got to kill that influence. I've got to kill that conviction. And the Bible says, let's kill him. Amen. They were doing all that they could. And Jesus was seeking them, and they were seeking to kill him. They were seeking to discredit him. Let's go back to our text, if you will. John chapter 7, look at verse 3. Now I want you to think about this. Uh, can I tell you something about men and, and boys? Well, if you don't want to know, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, we're a competitive lot. 
I don't care how strong you are, I think I'm stronger than you. Now, I might not want to have the contest to prove it, okay? That's just kind of the way we are, okay? Now, I want you to think about this. The Bible says that he grew up with at least two brothers. He had sisters also, so he had at least two of those too, okay? And so the Bible teaches us this, that Jesus... Remember, every time Mary heard something about Jesus, the Bible says she pondered these things in her heart. Y'all remember that? What kind of man is this? And, I, I don't, and, 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 and what kind of promises? And he's going to be called him Savior at his birth. Do you think she understood who he was? Do you think she told the rest of the family? Come on now, amen? And yet the Bible says that his own brothers didn't believe in him. Isn't that interesting? You think about this, and, 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 and maybe there, there was jealousy there, and maybe there was just some kind of wrong attitude there, and, and, and maybe it was just like, well, I, what makes him so special? Well, I'll tell you what makes him special. He's the God-man, okay? He's, he has a different father. You're related through your mother, but you're not related through your father, Amen. And there is something different about him. And, and there might have been some family jealousies right there. But can I just tell you this? The sad truth is, is when sometimes people see Christians and Christ for who they are, they take and they get the attitude of, well, what makes them so special? They're just goody two-shoes. They think so much of them. So, you guys know what I'm talking about? Amen. And rather than taking and understanding what makes them different, they take and they try to criticize or discredit them folks was jesus christ god had he done miracles yeah and yet notice what the bible says concerning his own brothers okay in in verse three we were, we were there the bible says his brethren therefore said unto him depart hence and go into judea that thy disciples may see the works that thou doest if you are who you say are go do some miracles over there where they can see it you say, they didn't say it like that. I think they did. We'll keep reading here. Verse 4 says, For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. Listen, if, if you are who you say you are, show people. Prove it. <laughs> Verse 5, For neither did his brethren believe in him. Y'all see that? Hey, listen, stop, stop doing things over here in Galilee and Samaria and, and, and where nobody can see it. Go, 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 go to the people who are criticizing you and show them. By the way, show us. We saw it last week. How many miracles did he have to do? He fed 5,000 people with one little boy's lunch, and they said, what miracle do you show us to prove that you're Christ? What? That was after they got fed. Amen. The whole point is this, in a sense, if I don't submit to you, then I have to destroy you because I don't believe in you. What are you talking about? Folks, they did all they could to try to discredit him. Go to Mark chapter 3, please. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, look at verse 21. Can I show you this? And, and I think Mary, you got to remember, she was a woman in that society. It was a little bit different. The males kind of ran the house. And even though she was Mary, Joseph was dead and the boys were kind of leading. You all understand that? Okay, so I believe that she was a believer. You all with me? 
But notice what the Bible says in verse 21. Uh, the Bible says, And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said, He is beside himself. But the friends and family, folks, that friends is intimate relations. Okay? And the Bible says, uh, And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casts he out devils. Huh, interesting. By the way, you guys know this text? What's it say at the end of it? This is the unpardonable sin, folks. He says, God will forgive any sin. He won't forgive this sin. And what is the sin? Jesus was doing all his miracles in the power of God the Father. Truth? They said, no, you're not. You're doing it in the power of Beelzebub. Beelzebub was just another name for the devil. It means Lord of the Flies, but it was, it was another name for the devil, if you will. And so, if you will, they were saying, no, you're, 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 you are not a god. You're, in a sense, we talked about it in Sunday school, you're a witch. You're, you're doing this in the power of the devil. And you know what Jesus said? He said, all manner of blasphemy will be forgiven. This will not. Meaning what? You either believe I am who I say I am, or you don't. Somebody asked me about this last week. What is the unpardonable sin? Folks, there's only one sin that God will not pardon, and that's if you don't believe in him. That's the only sin he will not pardon. I'll forgive any sin, any sin. You can blaspheme me, you can mistreat me, you can, you can murder people in my, against me, you can do all that, I'll forgive it. But to deny who I am is unforgivable. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall what? Agree with God as to who he is. <laughs> You are the God-man. You are the Savior. You are the one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And folks, the Bible says in this portion of Scripture that his own family thought he was crazy, thought he was beside himself. Amen? And so because of that, they had to take and discredit him. Why don't you go to Jerusalem and do this for them? Okay? Or you're doing this in the power of Beelzebub. This is his family seeing these things. Let's look at the context. Okay? Go to John chapter 1. Look at verse 1. Amen. Who is Jesus' true family? In John chapter 1, in John chapter 1, look at verse 11. And the Bible says this. It says, He came unto his own, and his what? Own received him not. Folks, he's not just talking, of course, about his family at this point. He's talking about all mankind. He's talking about Israel. Amen. But as many as received him, to them gave he power, say it with me, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And by the way, if Jesus Christ is the son of God and you become one of the sons of God, what does that make your relationship? Brethren. You remember in, in uh, Mark chapter 3, the Bible tells us in verse 32, you can turn there if you want to, but the Bible says that the people came in and they said, your mother and your brethren are standing outside. The implication is they're standing outside to talk to you because we think you're mad. Okay? You're, you're beside yourself. Your mind isn't right. And the Bible says he essentially annoyed, ignored them. And he said, who is my mother and my brethren? Amen? You are. Those who followed him and those who believed in him. Come on now, amen. 
You are my mother, my father, my sister, and my brethren. That's what he says in verse 35, I believe. My, my whole point is this. Is Jesus Christ came unto his own. And his own want to call him a madman. Have you guys ever heard it? He's either got to be a... a He's either got to be a lunatic, crazy, a liar, or he is the Lord. Your choice. And if, if, if you believe him to be Lord, you're going to take him, you're going to fall down, you're going to receive him. Praise God. You'll, be, you'll become a son of God. You'll become a brother, and, uh, a brethren, if you will. Amen. And, and you become all those things. But if not, you're going to do all you can to discredit. Well, he's not God. He's just a good teacher. Well, he didn't, he didn't really raise from the dead. His, his disciples stole him. It's kind of like saying we didn't land on the moon. Okay, can I? Can I, I won't <laughs> hope that's not an <laughs> issue. <laughs> uh, anyhow. Uh, so many people in this world that want to talk God down. Because he is evidently proven who he is, and they just can't take the fact. So much so that his own brother said, ah, here. Now, aren't you glad? His two brothers wrote two of the last books of the Bible, so praise God. Amen. James and Jude. Amen. And so they became believers, and praise God. They had to be converted just like everybody else. By the way, you know how Mary had to be converted just like everybody else? Amen. And so, if you will. When Jesus is seeking us, the problem is many are trying to kill him. Many are trying to discredit him. But some are actually trying to understand him. Let's go back to our text, if you will. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Verses 11 through 30, Jesus begins talking to him, And... Uh, and the Bible says in, in verse 11, the Bible says, Then the Jews sought uh, him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring again, uh, among the people concerning him. For some said, He is a good man. And others said, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. So you can see the, the conflict we've been talking about in the crowd. He says, Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Okay, now the first thing I want you to notice is this, is when somebody actually tries to understand who Jesus Christ is, can I tell you the first thing the devil tries to do is squash the conversation? Okay? And so the Bible says there's many people, who is Jesus? Where is he? Have you heard some of the things that he's done? Amen. And the Bible said, you better not talk like that around here. Those Jews will arrest you and put you in jail. Come on, amen. And they do all, you can't talk about Jesus in high school today. Oh, yeah, you can. Come on. But how many people are afraid to do it? Well, you can't talk about Jesus here. You can't talk about Jesus there. You can't talk about, can I just tell you, you can talk about Jesus anywhere you please. Okay, why? Because everybody has rights to free speech. That doesn't mean they're not charging you for it. Amen. Come on, y'all with me? Anybody ever seen that? What do you not talk about at Thanksgiving dinner? Religion and politics, isn't that interesting? By the way, both are involved here. <laughs> but the first one on your lips was religion. Why? Because somebody will get mad and they'll shut the whole conversation down 
And I don't know about you, but I think it's good. Can I just tell you this? I tell, uh, uh, you're going to meet in a couple weeks, Brother Jeremy Taylor. And I count him a dear friend because he and I can talk about things that we don't understand. And I don't have to be afraid he's going to go tell so-and-so. And he doesn't have to fear me. Okay? Because I'll tell you, you know what this book says? The Bible says there's some things in here hard to be understood. And I got to tell you, you got to be able to feel safe to have conversations or else you just become Baptist who keeps repeating the same illustrations and the same lines. Amen. And I don't know about you, but the Bible says preach the whole counsel of God. Which means every once in a while you have to preach something somebody's uncomfortable with. Amen. But does God say preach it? He said preach all of it. So you know what that means? Preach all We In Sunday school this morning, we had something that was a little uncomfortable. It was in the text. Had to deal with it. And we dealt with it and moved on. Amen. But my, my whole point is this. Is, is that it's the devil who's wanting to take and to shut down your questions. Anybody here ever had a child? Dad, when are we going to be there? And the question three seconds later is, Dad, what time are we going to get there? And, that, and, and of course, you all engage them with, well, let's uh, look at the clock, son. <laughs> Why don't you find something to do? Right? Okay, uh, please take this the right way. Maybe we should learn from the nervous laughter. Meaning what? They're just wanting to talk to mom and dad. Talk about something besides when you're going to get there, but talk to them. You all understand? It's the devil that wants to shut down the relationship. It's the devil that wants to shut down the communication. It's the devil that wants to shut down the witnessing. And that, well, I, I, th- I heard Jesus was this. No, 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 Jesus is this. Well, yeah, but somebody else told me this over here. Hey, you guys better stop talking about religion. Somebody's going to get upset. That comes from the devil, folks. The Bible says in verse 13 that they were actively saying, hey, he did this and he did this. And, man, aren't you excited about this? You better stop talking about that. Why? They're going to arrest you if they hear you talking about Jesus. Folks, that's what's going on. Do you see it? And it's the same world that we live in today. Can I just tell you, I don't know about you. I I don't like, I I think you guys know this. I, I don't like arguing at all. I just, I've lost my taste for it. But I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about the Bible. Amen. And we live in a world that don't talk about religion and politics. Well, how about this? Don't argue about it. But do talk about it. Talk about him and how glorious he is and how wonderful he is and how approachable he is and what a wonderful savior that he is. Amen. Notice in verse 15. Jesus' understanding obvious to any who would truly consider him. Look what it says in verse 15. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? You know what they understood? They understood he's a carpenter's son. He hadn't been to seminary. You realize the only religious training that's spoken of in the Bible is when he went to the temple and talked to the old, the old rabbis? The Bible said he asked them questions, and they thought, how does this kid have this knowledge? How does he have this wisdom? 
How does he have this level of understanding? He's just a child. How, how does he do that? And, and, and they looked at him. They said, how does he know these things, having never studied or having never learned? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he wasn't doing it from memorization. He was just speaking the words of his father. And by the way, these are the words of his father. Amen. That's how I know all these things. God told me. My father told me. Oh, we don't want to hear that. Amen. Amen. He understands even that which men deny knowing to be true. Look what the Bible says in verse 20. Verse 20 says, The people answered and said, Thou hast the devil who goeth about, who goeth about to kill thee. By the way, he said, You're trying to kill me. By the way, were they trying to kill him? And what was their response? You big liar. You have a devil. Nobody's trying to kill you. By the way, who was lying? They were. Okay. The devil has his ways, doesn't he? And then he understands that his teaching shows the absurdity of their teaching. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. In verse 23 it says, If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me because I have made every man, uh, a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Folks, remember how I said they're still mad about what happened seven months ago. They're still mad about... They're still mad about him taking a man who was lame for 38 years and giving him the gift to be able to walk. Come on now, amen? And they're still upset. And he says, you know what? You'll do a, you'll do a circumcision on the Sabbath day. Is it okay to pull an ox out of a ditch on the Sabbath day? Well, since, by the way, all he had to do was say, rise, take up your bed and walk. I'm just telling you, Jesus didn't break a sweat. <laughs> and he said, he said this, he says, you're being hypocritical. You're being hypocritical. <laughs> you see, when Jesus was seeking them, some tried to kill him, some tried to discredit him. But praise the Lord, some were trying to understand who he is and who he was. You know, like I said, Jesus was in control even until the very end. Look what the Bible says in verse 30. Verse 30, the Bible says this. It says, then they sought to take him. Oh, we're going to get him. Amen. The Bible says, but no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. I want you to think about this. I, I don't know how he did it. I, I just know this. They really, 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 really wanted to arrest Jesus and kill him right there. Amen. But they couldn't do it. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because in the book of Daniel says, count this many days from this day and that'll be the day your king comes to you. And a week later, he'll be dead. And they could have counted the days. If they really cared, they could have done it. Amen. And he basically, they, he could, they couldn't do anything to him until he fulfilled God's will. Look at verse 31. You see, when Jesus seeks people, some want to kill him, some want to discredit him. Some are trying to understand him, though they're being resisted. Amen. But some truly receive life from him. Look what the Bible says in verse 31. I like this. After all this opposition, in verse 31, the Bible says, and many of the people, say it with me, believed on him. Amen. And they said, when Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? Do you realize this was an open secret? Everybody knew what he had done. They, they, they took and they understood. Listen, he, he fed 5,000 people. He walked on water. He healed a lame man. Listen, he, 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 if, if, if 
Christ were to come, would he do more than this? And the rhetorical answer is, of course he wouldn't. This man is exactly who he said he is. Can I ask you a question? How many of y'all believe that Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must? Y'all believe that? Okay. Well, I want you to know the devil's doing all he can to make a joke of that kind of faith. Look at verse 37. It's interesting to me. The Bible says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. You have to do a little bit of studying to see what he's talking about there. But on the last day of the feast, they would go to an a, a underground stream in Jerusalem called Shiloh. Okay? And with the, by the way, living water, stream water. And they would take that living water and they would pour it on the altar. And it was a picture of the life-giving water flowing from the throne of God. And everybody would celebrate. We can't wait for the day. By the way, have you read about the new heaven and the new earth? And there's a throne, amen, and God's going to sit on it. And there's a river of water. That, come on now, amen. And they're all, woo! We're so, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the Christ. We're looking for the Messiah. And they're so excited on that day, that great day. That's what it means. And he basically says the next two verses, that's me. That's me. The Bible says in verse 38, it says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly, say it with me, shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Now he gives a spiritual application here, but uh, it, it, notice it's in brackets here. That's for us because we have a higher understanding. Amen. But the Bible says, But this spake he of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. <clears throat> Folks, he's talking about that intimate, personal relationship with God. Amen. And they were rejoicing, because he was saying, if you're happy about that, you should be happy about me, because I'm the one offering. <clears throat> Amen. And some were willing to listen. Praise God. Look at verse 45. Verse 45, the Bible says, Then came the officers of the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have you not brought him? They finally gave the order. Go arrest him. We're tired of this guy. We're going to get rid of him. The Bible says, The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Let me tell you something about police officers. They trust their guts. They, they get used to reading people. They get used to reading situations, amen? And they went up to arrest him, and they said, you're wanting us to arrest this guy as a lunatic. He's not a lunatic. You're wanting us to arrest this man because he's a liar. He's not a liar! Matter of fact, the only conclusion I can come up with is he must be the Lord himself because that's what he claims to be, and I find no reason not to. Never man spake like this man. Praise God. The Bible says this. It says... Uh, Help me, where'd I end? Somebody help me. Uh, uh, verse 47, he says, Then answered them the Pharisees, Are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. And then Nicodemus saith unto them, He that came to Jesus by night, being one of them, Doth our law judge any man before it? Hear him and know what he doeth. Get a hold of this, folks. He came to the root of the matter. He says, you just don't want people to hear what he's saying. 
And folks, we're living in a world today where the world is doing all it can to shut off the gospel message. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. And if they can shut it off, well, folks, people are just going to go to hell in droves. But aren't you glad Jesus Christ is still seeking and saving that which is lost? I had one thought, and I'll be done. I was thinking, the Bible says that the reason they couldn't arrest him, and they couldn't kill him, is because his time was not yet come. Well, think about this for a second. Who did that impact? I don't know if it impacted anybody except for the thief on the cross. I know it impacted him. Because if you look at it, he started the day with his friend mocking Jesus. Study it. It's a good study. He was laughing at him and he was mocking him. If you be who you say you are, come off of the cross and then we'll believe you. He said that. Read it. At the end of the day when he saw, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And he pondered it in his heart. And then he said, so that all things might be fulfilled, I thirst. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, right? He got to hear that in a minute. Amen. It is finished. And I don't know how soon before Jesus died, but that that thief leaned over and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Folks, some of you might have been one of those ones that just killed Jesus and his influence. Just... Mock his name so nobody listens. Amen. Maybe you've been resisting. Amen. And God waited and delayed, maybe just for today, just for you. Because I tell you why, it's extended time. God is not willing that any should perish. And he's going to stay on the scene till he gets the very last one. Y'all love the thief on the cross. Tell you, he can teach us so much. Friend, if you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, let today be the day. Come, we'll show you from the Word of God how you can know you're going to heaven when you die. i got to ask this. Any of y'all got any lost loved ones? Any of y'all got some family not living right? Can I, can I just tell you this? Would to God that we continue to speak Jesus to them boldly and ask God to move in their lives and in their hearts. Let's all stand. Listen, the invitations from the Lord is always, I lost the number, number 319 in the blue, 319 in the blue, the altars are open, the invitations from the Lord, God's not done working, why don't you come and ask him to continue to move, 319, you come as we sing.